This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another magical year of our trip to Hogwarts with our movie specials for the Harry Potter series. Yes, we have made it to Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, and you got me, Half-Zinger Prince. What? Okay. Well, I'm Lionhead Ellie. That's a good one. That's a good one. But, of course, as always with these, we are joined by guest and we actually have two special guests with us today introduce yourselves hello i am ryan from the rumor flies podcast and instant three play on twitch and also i have my lovely fiance carlene in with us right now hello she is pinch hitting for josh who is busy with a lot of life things at the moment but he is just much of a harry potter fan and carlene thought that she could uh just fill in just as well, and I believe it's the case. So this is her first podcast debut. I love Harry Potter. Yeah. So. But the big question is, what she, are your Harry Potter names for this evening? I've got mine, so I'm, uh, let's see. I think I made it, uh, what was it? Uh, Respectus Calamari. That's going to be it. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that, that's a good one. And it's what, double entendre because I want you to respect us as a whole species of squid. So, uh, <laughs> as a squid? Carlene, oh, okay, that's good. You got a name? Um, my name is um, Carlene Wienerbottle. I don't know. Carlene Wienerbottle? Okay, <laughs> Carlene Wienerbottle. That's her name. I'll, I'll take it. I will, I will take it. Um, Your name they, sounds more exotic than most than just Ryan, so I, you're okay with that. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I just had to rhyme it. It's good. Yeah. So... <laughs> As always, um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this is we're we're kind of nearing the end. Have, have we made our announcement that we are going to be doing the Fantastic Beast yet? I thought we did. Okay, well, if we haven't, we have decided because originally we said we weren't. We are going to be doing the, the Fantastic Beast movie uh, movies as well because the timing works out. But we're nearing the end of the Harry Potter series, and things are getting very adult and very fun and very um, the stakes are rising in the series. But we'll get to the the overview let's go with our top three moments or things and as always we'll let our guests go first okay so uh, top three moments of the movie mm-hmm. i definitely like top three for me uh top let's see like the third one would definitely be the scene with um with harry getting the book to begin with like the half blood prince's uh potion book yeah like, you know how Ron and uh, Harry are, like, fighting over it in the cupboard, and then mm-hmm. he finally discovers. It's, like, it's worth it. That was a good moment. Yeah, her. and then he, like, kind of, like, rubs Hermione's, like, nose in it a little bit and wins the potion, the Felix charm. Yeah, yes. I really want to call this movie more uh, Harry Potter and the upset Hermione, like, the entire time. Yeah, she time. was very upset the entire time. There's not a single non-grimacing face that she did this entire movie. Continue, <laughs> sorry. Um, well, my top moment... It's definitely okay. Okay, I should go back to two. Two is going to be definitely the scene where Harry kicks Draco's butt, even though it was like really bad and he almost bled to death. It's fine. It's fine. Snape fixed it, but 
it was just kind of satisfying. Oh yeah, like that was a lot more violent than I remember it. It's just yeah. like he really it, messed him up. Like, yeah, it, it was kind of like, scary, but you kind of got a little satisfaction. And just from let him walk little... away. Well, yeah. I, I got some stuff with that scene I want to discuss later because I think there's some good. Um, if I know we normally talk about the books and stuff, but I think there's actually good cinematography done with the way it was shot. But we'll get to yeah. that later. We'll get to that later. I just wanted All to right. throw that in there for the listener. So what's your top moment? Definitely the scene with Dumbledore kicking the butts of all the Inferi with that fire tornado thing that he does on top of that island. Oh, yeah, that fantastic. was a very cool scene. And you're just like, yes, you get this like, oh, Dumbledore's amazing kind of moment. So since she took um, the top three moments, I'm going to go with the magical items and I try to do a little bit of look right. into this. Now, now by uh, the way, real quick, before you start, there's always crossover on these normally now. So we're going to see if there is crossover when me and Ellie go. But go ahead, sir. Sorry, I just wanted okay, to point I, that out because I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited now. I think one of them I have in the bag, not as a crossover. All right. Um, so, uh, number one, I got to say this is my sec- third favorite Harry Potter movie. All right. Um, so I, I hold this one in higher regard. It was interesting watching it again. But so far, the magical items the movie, the Marauder's Map, it's like the ultimate detective thing. I know it showed up for like two seconds of the movie, but it was still there. Yeah, and it I was following thing. Malfoy, and I, I think it's like one of the coolest items. Uh, secondly, I don't know what it's called, but it was in the Weasley Brothers shop, and it was just like some like candy dispenser machine where they roasted rocks or almonds oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dragon. Dragon on top of it. I that was, was pretty like, right cool. Outside of it, though. No, it was in the building. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a. It, it was just like one of those like arcades you go to. And you just try to test your luck with how many roasted what dragons. What happens when the dragon gets like too big for the container? It doesn't. It's a. It's a teapot dragon oh, or a teacup cool. dragon. Like a like <laughs> a pig. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can use biology for anything. Miniature cool. giraffes. <laughs> the third one, I think, is what is known as the pensieve. Uh, uh, not yes. only because when I just learned about it, it, it's it's such a good double entendre because it's a it's it works off the word pensive, which means deep mm-hmm. in thought, and then sieve, which you know water and strainer and stuff like that. But I like it strictly for the potential for misuse that it could be involved in. It's kind of like that Black Mirror episode. Oh, if you're in a relationship, you can easily pull up something and then ruin that relationship <laughs> just by being wrong every time. Or just imagine Harry walks in and catches Dumbledore accidentally in private time with his head face down in the actual font the entire no, time. No, uh. No, I don't want to know anything about that. <laughs> but there's so many ways you can misuse that. Use it for good things, too. Yes. Like Also, uh, if you just need to... It could make you spiteful so easily. But could it those, help you? You can, your, you can win all your conversations. Oh, like, yes. No, I did say this. But the fact that you have the availability that you record, they're going to be like, why did you go ahead and record that, huh? Because you just take it out of your brain <laughs> like a little slithery snake. But so, I, feel like, I feel like memories degrade over time, so you got to get it when it's fresh, you know? Because technically, from what I've heard, normally remember – like when you go back and remembering something, you're just remembering the last time you remembered it. Like or the last time yeah. you thought of it. You're not actually remembering the original event. But also on that note, I do want to point out that might be a handy thing to cram for test if you're in school or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be great. That would be a time saver and everything to be like, well, let me just go relive every class moment I need to. So can you take the water from the pensive with you and then like just put in a water bottle, go to the test and just shove your face in like a ramen bowl (laughs) as you're taking the test? You just bring a bowl with you and just stick your head in there. That's how it works. Yes. I, 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 I... I definitely would definitely get my doctorate with that. So that, or people just think you're trying to drown yourself because the test is that hard. 
Either way, I win. <laughs> Ellie, what about you for your top three moments from this one? Um, it was kind of hard. I had I had several. I have but... an honorable mention this time. Oh, okay. Um, so I I would say one of them would have to be when Snape says, "I'm the Half Blood Prince." Yes, because that made oh, yeah. the whole title of the movie make sense. Because you know. <laughs> Okay, don't start already. Okay. I know what you're doing. <laughs> yes, I know. They didn't really go into it. Blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Just No, no, no. I'll, I'll get into it later. Okay. It, it's okay. I was really close when Ryan was bringing up the pensive. I was like, but there could be more. I feel like movie. me and Carlene had a lot of like similar likes about the movie and dislikes. So just kind of condensing ours was appropriate for that. <laughs> well, um, so that would have to be one. I don't know. It's just Snape kind of. He had his moment, you know, and, and it was kind of one of those things, like, if you didn't read the books, yeah. you're kind of like, eh, okay. Like, wait, it wasn't like, where that. where did it come from? Yeah. I, yeah. But, but it was still cool, though. Um, the Quidditch tryouts, I'm sorry. I loved seeing more of that again, and Ron is just killing me with this whole transformation of when he first tried out to when he thought he was taking the potion yeah. and just, I love seeing Quidditch again in a bigger role. Yes. Um, so I liked that. Um, of course, Dumbledore and the fire. And that was an amazing scene. Um, I feel like you just don't see enough of his awesomeness. And we're referring to the fire yeah. in, in, in the, the, the cave and everything yes. with the water because he also lights that yeah. um bureau on fire too well yes <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't as exciting but yes um i don't know might might have been that scene where you're like that was kind of cool <laughs> dumbledore famous arsonist <laughs> yeah i know um so i i really did like that and i will do an honorable mention since you are doing an honorable mention yes um i'd have to say Aragog's funeral. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. It was just, oh. yeah, it was interesting. Where the, where the corpse gets desecrated before they even say the eulogy. Yeah, he, like, yeah. cuts off, like, a mandible or something. And he's like, oops, sorry. Yeah, I know. Oh, sorry. I guess he doesn't really need this anymore. But, uh, yeah, I, so those would be mine. All right. So my three would be the, I, I actually notated as fire style for my thing is of course the Dumbledore yep. with the flames. Spent, it's like, just such a it's it, really such a great scene because like she was saying, like you don't get to see how great Dumbledore is. You're just told Dumbledore is awesome. Dumbledore yeah. is awesome. That's then you point. get to see it. You're like, wow. Well no, it was really great because episode. because the that, that that whole scene leading up to it too was was Uber kind of pull at your heartstrings. Oh, like yeah. this 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 guy that you know Harry's trusted, this guy that you've grown up to love and care about, mm-hmm. is sitting there begging for him not to give right. him water and everything. Yeah. And then it's just like to to see that you know he might be like not on his best feet right now, but mm-hmm. he's still taking. It was just the Harry's underwater. You see this these flames are up. Harry comes up, and it's just he's in command of the entire. Oh, it was so Crazy. cool. Yeah, it was. It was if, a great. If anybody scene. walked in like. A couple of minutes, like a couple seconds before that scene right there, yeah. they would have just considered Harry going off the wall and just starting to waterboard Dumbledore, like yeah. just throwing him through tons <laughs> of pain. Yep. And that was a kind of a very interesting dynamic between them. Like you don't, ver- you never see Dumbledore in a weakened state. No. And I think that that was the interesting part where yeah, you got to see like him. He's you, human. you got to see him completely debased, and then afterwards see him in more badass mode than you ever will see him again because yeah. of well. 
this movie. Uh, uh, reasons, because because of reasons. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. With the with the Mag- Fantastic Beasts series, I'm wondering if we're gonna get. Oh, a, I'm so but that's oh, but that. that's. Oh, but that's oh, an episode yes. for another day. That's an episode for another day. <laughs> I cannot wait for the new movie. So, um, my other one is Lucky Harry. When he when he drinks oh, the yeah. potion. So, <laughs> so kind of the the funeral too, but just everything he's doing. The like he's like, I'm gonna go see Hagrid, and they're like, What 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 do you mean you're gonna go see Hagrid? You he's need like, to it's go. It's a good day. It, <laughs> it's a it's a good day to see my friend. Definitely. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed that scene. Just, just the way Daniel Radcliffe acted it. Just, just the way it was done was just so great. His little, you know, where he's doing the pincer things. It, it was just great to see him be Harry Potter, but not be Harry Potter. Like be like a mm-hmm. uber overconfident Potter. Yeah, he was see, like Spider Man two. Yes, no Spider Man three. I'm sorry, Spider Man three. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> But uh, he pulled it, it, it off. It reminded me of Tobey Maguire he as really like did. with the symbiote suit, and I was yes. like, okay, this is really weird. It's off-putting. But then I thought <laughs> to myself, like, this was actually written into it as opposed to bad writing. Yeah. That Daniel Radcliffe had to act as a bad actor in right. order to make himself a different type of Harry. And uh, I, I thought I respected it, but like at first it was off-putting. I was like, okay, I get what's going on. I just have to adjust to this because. Uh, it's not usually you see bubbly Potter at all ever. Yeah. No. You know? I think my I think my favorite moment of that whole like scene was like he's sitting in Hagrid's chair and his feet are just dangling because yeah. he's like sitting in a giant's chair and he's just like la da da like having he was fun much while- more animated. Yeah, yeah, he was, and the adults were getting drunk and he's just like clapping his hands really happily. Like it was so bizarre, but yeah, you're right. I love that scene. Yeah, too. being in a room with just two older men when you can't drink and just watching them get shit faced and, and then like end up get, just clapping. passing out. Yeah. Well. Well, I I do have another point to this because this this movie might prove whether what butter beer really is. Because we'll we'll get to that in a second. I want to finish our little top moments, but put a pin in the whole. Do these kids actually get drunk? Because I think they do. But we'll we'll yeah, talk about that. We'll talk Welcome about that in a second. Uh, <laughs> my my final one is just Slughorn in general. Just. His the character, many faces of the, Slughorn. The, the, his character, mm-hmm. his little parties, his yes. just to me. He is like what I imagined a wizard would be. Like this he was very, the Miss Frizzle uh, of the Harry Potter world. He, you are one hunt, nail on the head. Perfect. I, I like that, that, that analogy. I, I like the Miss Frizzle analogy. Um, yes, no, just, just him as a character I thought was a great addition. Very eccentric, very um, wanting to collect. Like his passion is... I taught this student, and it's so weird. It's it's just a weird thing that I wonder. Do my te- did my teachers in school ever do that? Go oh, I taught you know all of these kids, or I taught so and so. I I no, doubt I doubt I'm on any of their list. He's an acting <laughs> chameleon too. Just today, Carlene was like, "You know who that guy is?" Right? I was like, uh, "He looks super familiar, but I can't put it on." She's like, "Oh, that's the High Sparrow in Game of Thrones," and I was like, "Wow, I." Hmm. He's done better for himself. He, well, now he's just like, looks like a mix between the Pope and Bernie Sanders, but he looks nothing like what he did in Harry Potter. But no, like with like Slughorn, I agree with you. He's a really good character because like, he's a good example. We haven't had an example of a Slytherin that's not bad yet. That is or even true. not brooding. Mm-hmm. Huh? Or even a, a, a Slytherin that's not brooding. Right, exactly. He's just like cunning and i don't want to say manipulative, but like, you know, he's just like, he's a cunning guy who wants to like collect things and he's proud of it. But he's not necessarily a bad guy. No. On that yeah. note, on that note, for my honorable mention, 
the many scenes of Malfoy staring and grimacing <laughs> in the movie. Y- yes. There is so many <laughs> random times where it's like a shot to where it's kind of panning and you'll just see him randomly. He's just upset. Just, <laughs> just, oh, I'm so angry right now that I have to kill Dumbledore. What? Uh, the entire movie was Malfoy as angry magical boy with uh, Hermione as angry magical girl. girl. Not oh angry, gosh, like, just, uh, I upset, know. Upset magical girl. Yes. Like, just... <laughs> angry magical teenagers? <laughs> yes. yes. Start a band. <laughs> so, for... Okay, now for our magic favorite magical item from the movie. I know Ryan has already pointed out theirs. I didn't know if you had any others you'd like to point out now real quick. Um, I think the... The magic luck thing was really cool, but also, why is that not mass-produced? Why can't everyone have a little bit of luck? It's expensive. I mean, what do you mean it's expensive? You why don't just anybody get a brick of gold mailed to him every day? <laughs> it's not in high demand, man. I, 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 I do, <laughs> I do agree that the, that the luck potion is a great thing, especially I. I would like to see what everyone would act like if they got some, just just to see how right? the overly confident individual someone would be. See, like, I we know that all be Harry sitting in a giant's clear clapping. Like, it'd be great. The only reason I didn't pick the magical, po- the luck potion was because uh, it just, it kind of breaks my suspension of disbelief in a movie about wizards. I know that's weird, but Are like. Are you kidding me? What about a person where Axe Man with a like time travel thing? Time travel is fine. They can have some mechanics for it. Fine? Luck is but not, luck is, luck not, is not a, like, d- describe luck in some sort of way that could just Good be like. fortune. Like all of a sudden, just like the universe is on your side and yeah. just points you different like, directions. You have a good feeling because about you things. took some like stevia leaf extract. I don't know. I don't. I, the, <laughs> the luck potion bothered me. Okay, so you've never had a day where you just felt you're on point the whole time, or to quote, to quote, um, Thirty Rock. Since I've been rewatching that recently for no apparent reason, when you're Reaganing. <laughs> if, if anyone's okay, I, ever watched that show, yes, there there is an yes, episode about that. So I have had a day where I had I McDonald's show. breakfast and Burger King breakfast consecutively. I went to two places right next to each other, and I got Why? the French toast sticks and the uh, bacon, egg, and cheese That's bagel. Too much. And then later on that night, I went to Taco Bell, and then I was only in line for like five minutes. They confused me with somebody else, and they were just like, oh, sorry for taking so long. Your meal's free. That's my most perfect day that happened. So, I mean, maybe that happened. Fast food is your perfect I, day? I, would, I, I was about to point that out myself, that that was a little <laughs> unnerving, that that's your perfect day, but... I do agree with you. Any t- Ellie, can, you, you can speak to this. Any time where it takes less than five minutes to get in and out of a Taco Bell is an accomplishment. Oh, at least around here, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, no, I, I, I just, I, I really like that your analogy for that. That's your, described as your perfect day. Um, uh, it happened fast already. Food all day, free so, fast food. Thank you. All downhill. <laughs> all downhill now, right? Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Nothing better will happen in your life. <laughs> um, Ellie, do you have a magical item from this movie you would like to give a shout out to now? Um, I'm, I mean, I know it's not really a magical item, but the Half-Blood Prince's book. I'll count it. Okay. Yeah. I'll count it. Because that is just phenomenal. I, I really enjoyed just re, like, obviously you had to really kind of catch it real quick and pay attention. All the notations. Yeah, all the little notes mm-hmm. and and just, you know, just everything about it. And he learned that spell. Can I pick apart something real quick? Uh-huh. I hope it's not the same thing as me because I have something to talk about for that book later on. Is it the fact that Snape is the, was the potions teacher 
and no one ever went back and corrected that book. Yeah, there was right. never a second edition. He could have like wrote... he could have made his own book. Yeah, and he, he could have been it. rich. You know, he could have. Well, not only that, just like he literally is holding back the students yeah. by not showing all He's the a other stuff. That... guy, it's fine. But I, I, if I he agree. Wasn't being found, he just left it on a goddamn shelf. I mean, like yeah. I don't know. I, I, that bothered me. That was the one thing that bothered me about the movie. I that that crossed my mind too. But it is a great book. It is a great little notation. It's one of those things to where I feel like in school I got one or two books that had little notations and stuff in them. They weren't ever that helpful. Yeah, I was like, like uh, a treat. It, it was, but it, it was more like Jim was here, yo, like carved into a page or something. But I, it, it, it's I, I would have loved to have gotten a book like that too. That, that was helpful. Yeah, with but, all the cheat codes. I mean, that's he. He's like cheat codes. <laughs> he's well at that point. It's cheat codes because it's not available to everybody. It's completely viable stuff that makes like things easier on people. It's just like something as simple as crushing a bean instead of cutting it, which mm-hmm. that should be intuitive in the first yeah. place. But I mean, they had people that are going by the T. But just like simple edits. I mean, yeah, he was like he's well, high up at Hogwarts. He could have easily made those edits. And it, it, he's just hindering the wizarding world by not doing that. that or, and- or since Snape, Snape might have felt it was beneath him to do that because he's like, well, if everyone else isn't as smart to figure this out, they don't deserve Dang, to he's do a little He does deserve guy. to be a, a professor then. And that's somebody saying they like Snape. We'll, we'll, we'll get to whether Snape deserves to be a professor on his, uh, l- later on with his homicide um, <sighs> debate. <laughs> <laughs> his I homicide think. spree, it's fine. So, um, my favorite magical item that is dropped in this movie, and this might be controversial, I'm going to go with Horcruxes. I was going to think about that, but I thought that would be, I, I thought you would shoot me down for saying that. <laughs> no, I, I would not. I know it's a bigger thing in the next movies, but it's introduced in this movie. And right. I like the whole thing of... Well, it's not like it's the first time you see them, though. It, it, but that's that's the great writing and the great storytelling that, I mean, yes, she might not have known she was going to be doing this the whole time, but the callbacks to the other stuff where it was, oh, this journal actually was a horcrux. Oh, there's this... It, it was a nice little nod to older stuff that has already been done, and it was, a, I think, a cool thing that I can totally believe in the magical world in in the fact of... Killing somebody is like the ultimate taboo, so there's even a more ultimate taboo of you can parry that into not only are you killing somebody, but you can split your own soul to then basically become almost unkillable. Yeah, and they did a really good job of delivering how, like, serious this subject was because after they get out of the Pensieve, you see, like, Voldemort have – not Voldemort, sorry – Dumbledore having like a near stroke and like having to sit on the stairs and stuff like don't talk to me for a second Harry I really need to digest this it was like uh, interesting scene though. like they, they delivered it to a point where even before you even knew what a horcrux was yeah you're just like oh this is a big deal because Dumbledore shook you know yeah but he already knew there were horcruxes though but maybe uh, he didn't think understood. think that Voldemort that maybe he didn't think Voldemort was willing to go that far to to do this and it also sets up so much stuff in the next book, but that next right. book slash movie, but that's a discussion for another month. Um, <laughs> right. Now it's time to put our guest on the spot and ask what house and Patronus they are. Um, as a quick reminder, I am Hufflepuff and my Patronus is a Calico cat. Ellie, would you like to... <laughs> Point out to the world once again what yours is. It's okay. I own it now. I'll own it. 
Um, I am Slytherin, mm. and um, mine is a black and white cat. Yes, Aww. very, very feline so, heavy house. <laughs> uh, just before we started the show with you guys, we actually went on to Pottermore, started our accounts, and then did our sortings and everything. And uh, I agree with the house for me, but I don't agree with the Patronus. Colleen, you want to start off? Yeah, I think um, we both don't agree with that Patronus. Well, so first off, did you guys take the Pottermore test? Yes, that yes, not, okay. Because if so you've been we al- both got, uh-huh. I know I was gonna no, say you if you're a longtime listener, both me and Ellie did a test that was not the Pottermore one, and I was Gryffindor, and we had to switch that. So for our longtime listeners, we do the Pottermore test now because it's the quote unquote official one. Right, right, fair enough. So that's what we did right before this, and we both got Ravenclaw. Oh, uh, yeah, we both are Ravenclaw, yeah. so that's probably how we met. We it's both fine. wanted Ravenclaw too. Yeah. Well, I wanted Ravenclaw. For I sure. mean, growing up, I remember having a Pottermore account, like when it first came out, and I got Gryffindor, and I was like, "Man, it's so boring." <laughs> so I'm actually happy, and now I got Ravenclaw, so it's fine. Um, and then Patronus wise, I got a dolphin. What is a dolphin <laughs> going to do to anybody? That's so yes, cool. Exactly. I, <laughs> I like I'm it. Like put my flipper against people and that's gonna scare away the dementors <laughs> like come on <laughs> so i got a, a a marsh harrier which for anybody that's uninformed like me that's just a hawk oh, um, okay. <laughs> which i guess is okay for ravenclaw but at, at the same time i don't agree with it i'm gonna say my true patronus is a possum an opossum actually no it's an tamandua. opossum we already talked about this she says a tamandua that's an anteater that gets I'm on its hind legs and that's just fine. like throws its hands at you and says go away go away which would be a good defensive Patronus, but I still think yeah. it's an opossum. That's my spirit I, animal. You know what? <laughs> I will give it to him because I would love to see him cast the Patronus and it just flies out and then plays dead. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yes, it's a, the ultimate defense. It gives the enemy a false sense of confidence to think that they're actually going to beat me, but really, he's just playing dead. Right, right, fair enough. Oh, man. I feel like my true one is a sloth, though. I uh, love sloth so much. I, I I predicted myself getting a um, tiger, so I mean a cat's close enough. So I I will take yeah. it, but but I I will honorarily small, small tiger small I will tiger honorarily give you opossum only because of the humorousness of the casting it for it just to play dead. <laughs> your your Patronus is good too, though both of y'all's because I mean it can just it has the power to nearly knock a cup off of a table and not do it until you actually look at the cat doing it. Exactly. It acknowledges you not wanting it to do it. Or also, it could sit there and watch you get attacked by the Dementors and not care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not pretty care. much. It's like, hmm, it's fine. Hmm. Well, oh, wait. We food from now. <laughs> it feeds me. I better go save it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... So I guess, I don't know if you guys want to do the quick overview of this movie, but um, if you don't want to, I got my my um, my overview locked and loaded. Uh, are we going from start to finish overview, or are we going with the tagline paragraph? A uh, tagline paragraph for this one, sir. And then we discuss the plot, so I don't know if you want to have at it. Um, okay. Carly, do you want to do this one, or mm-hmm. do you want it to be me? Yeah, okay. sure. Oh, God. Uh, after the events of <laughs> Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, that was after, uh, right? Order of the Phoenix was before that, yes, right? Yes, yes, you, you, you are, you are job, correct. Honey. I, I, I got the next one. The... fine. <laughs> um, after Harry loses the man that he thought was going to be his real dad, he is going through a very hormonal time with a bunch of other teenagers, teenage wizards. Uh, and afterwards, he uh, comes across a special mission from Dumbledore to essentially extract information from a 
high-level professor named Slughorn. And after this, he's trying to find out the secrets of Slughorn and possibly the past of Tom Riddle, also known as Voldemort. Didn't say his name first because you're not supposed to say his name according to that movie. Uh, At the same time, there is Draco Malfoy, the eternal foil to Harry Potter, really up to some quick hijinks. And the entire movie is him trying to figure out what Malfoy's up to. Is he a double agent? Is he everybody thinks he's paranoid. Yeah, Harry, you're just paranoid. Hormones flying everywhere. You know, uh, there's a little bit of problematic topics going on in this movie that nobody ever really addressed. And then afterwards, it turns out that Harry's right in all accounts. And he comes to the stunning conclusion with Dumbledore that Voldemort himself has placed his soul into seven different Horcruxes. And now they must find it. Unfortunately, before they could even bring that plan to fruition, Dumbledore is killed by none other than the... Gotta love him, gotta hate him, Professor Snape. Why does this happen? We'll know in the next movie. But this is essentially a movie that is kind of the beginning of the end. It's the setup. It's the setup for all the events that are going to come to show that everything has real consequences now. I mean, I know that you had uh, Cedric Diggory die in the previous movies, but this no, is the but one where... No, this entire movie was like a setup. There is the, a the lot next. of gravity to it. You lost Sirius and you lost Cedric, but nobody was expecting Dumbledore nope. at this point. Uh, nope, I cried. You know, the I fact they didn't even cry. make it to the end. Yeah, I think she cried just re-watching Shut that movie. She was actually looking at me the entire time to see if I was crying, but... Um, <laughs> As she's crying, she's looking at you going, you gonna cry? You gonna cry? Yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> he was crying too. In the meantime, there are His also a whole lot red. of interpersonal relationships because this is the year that everyone is really trying to get into the whole romance thing, like nice good and heavy and it's a lot of teenage drama luckily it's not really awkward scenes between characters but it's yeah. not as much as they could have put in Ugh. there which is i was happy about they i think they did it appropriate because the more awkward so. the more awkward it is probably the more true to uh, form it is in real life even if they're wizards they're probably even less socially adjusted but uh you get a lot of that and uh it's just it's really the calm, not even the calm before the storm. The storm starts in this movie, I would say. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, it's pretty much just setting up for the big battle. Um, Justin, do you have anything that I missed? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you, you've covered it perfectly. I guess now let's dive in. Um, I'm going to rip this Band-Aid off real quick because this, um, this discussion already fractured our household. And I want to now bring it out on the podcast. And by the way, there was something you pointed out when we were watching it that you said you were going to wait for the episode. So I'm going to say something before you do so you can bring it up in a second. Is the pairing of Harry Potter and and Jenny Weasley the acceptable pairing? Or do you agree? Hold on. Let me finish. Or do you agree with the shifty Slytherin in the room, Ellie? And say that it should have been Hermione and Harry, which I disagree with. We Debate. both I said while Hermione. watching the movie it was supposed to be Hermione. No, so you are both wrong. Yes. wrong. No, wrong. all day, all day long. Hermione. I am outnumbered, but like, but like, uh, get out of here, you Hufflepuff. But like a Hufflepuff, <laughs> I will. Uh, they're they're not courageous or anything. I will I will go against my house. And fight back and say that I think it's a better matching. I think Hermione and Harry would have been a weird matchup. I no. disagree with Rowling no. on her opinions. No. No. They would have and- made the most beautiful, perfect child together. So Thanks before we it. get into it, think about this right here. 
it would have made the perfect matchup because of one scene that they set up. Hermione is completely distraught by Ron being uh, it, like completely infatuated by Lavender, who, by the way, has... I, I hate her name. I hate Lavender. It's one of the only foods I don't like. Um, <laughs> and then she meets up with Harry, who has similarly just been kind of nixed by uh, Cho Chang. No, Ginny. And, and Ginny. Uh, well, G- no, not Ginny. Oh, yeah, Ginny's She's been yeah, mixed by Cho Chang, but then Ginny's also with somebody else, which is, yeah, Dean. And, is, is making Harry feel weird inside. Uh, so I think for them, a spite hookup could have turned into a real thing, and they realized, like, oh, well, it seems like Ginny's just like, oh, I'm going to go with the underachiever run. I don't know. Harry seems to have the aspiration that um, would be Hermione fitting would Hermione. look. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, they would have a healthy relationship competition because she's jealous of Harry at that point in this movie. I'm jumping ahead, but, like, you know, a lot of this movie is about uh, Hermione losing anything she's confident in and being surpassed by Harry, even. She didn't see him. Like, they had their own separate things of, like, you know, him saving the day and she being the smarts. But him being the smarts now is what kind of throws things in disarray. But also them... I I think them getting together would have been a much more interesting dynamic than Ginny, who... He's saved from a giant snake Although, in the second movie. I will say, like, the whole, like, throw, throw the audience a bone thing with Dumbledore saying, I, I know you hang out with that Hermione Granger a bit, don't you? And he's like, no, 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 not like that. We're just friends. We're just friends. That's, like, totally throwing the audience a bone. Harry, I heard she's a dentist. Stay the f- away from dentists. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. No, I'm, I'm stepping in for <sighs> Okay, first off, let me let me just break it down for you, babe. Okay. Ron Weasley would never and should never get a girl like Hermione. But that's the no, best part. No, 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 no. no. He's an no, idiot. No, no, no. Yep. He doesn't deserve her. Who are you no, to say that? No. Ron is funny, don't get me wrong. His character is enjoyable and it definitely <laughs> really adds to the dynamic of the group but that in a normal world somebody like Hermione would not be attracted to somebody like no Ron. because she would be like he's the perfect thing that I will tr- strive my entire life to make him as good as that's I am healthy. and will constantly no. fail at it that's not healthy no. No. Hermione dating Ron is like her just wanting a dog that she can take into restaurants on a date a service dog? No, just like in general. <laughs> she just wants that very loyal person yeah. that literally he's just like, like I, I'm not on your dog? level with like, you know, Ron just, it doesn't match up or for no. whatever. Like, it, it just. What we were saying earlier, Ron, I mean, uh, Harry and Hermione should have gotten together and then Ron should just like gotten with the sister and been like a whole Targaryen. They're Targaryens. Yeah, they yeah, could have exactly. just keep they the red hair. Okay, family. Yeah, <laughs> a few hair. people have been That's watching too much Game of Thrones today. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> they have I, to keep their red hair pure. I'm just saying that's how they do it. Uh, my ultimate shit was Harry and Luna, for the record. But I'll, I'll oh, I Harry love I love Luna. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty awesome. But Ginny, I can't stand her either. Okay, in it's the movie or in the book? In the movie or in the book? I don't like her in either. I just don't think she's that interesting. I I feel like. They're like, she's oh, good at Quidditch. This is the smart one of the family they, kind of thing. I they just, waited too long to develop her character. Yeah, yeah I will agree with that. Yeah. I will like, agree with that. That they waited. She was like, yeah, like she was like a background character, and they're like, oh, you know, would be cool if Harry got with Ginny. No, she's still and, a background character to the very end. Yeah, like oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's particularly invested in Ginny. Like, 
at all. I feel like I care more about uh, George and uh, George's brother than Ginny. George's brother, really? Fred. Oh my God, Fred. My heart cracks. <laughs> I, some, right somebody somebody is throwing their phone across their room at, or across <laughs> their office at work going, his name's Fred. <laughs> While you know, and I this. hope somebody asks him about it. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I'm I, sorry. I'm in the, I think it, I think the way it was written originally was fine. I think the way it was no. written originally was fine. No, no. No, I, Justin. I, everybody has everybody has opinions. Yours is wrong. wrong. Yeah. It's, fine. it's fine. We can move past it. It's fine. Uh, okay. Justin, on Twitter, your, your opinion is basic. On Twitter, let us know. <laughs> Why don't you get the... your pumpkin latte right now and drink it? Mm-hmm. Or mm. your butter beer latte that we <laughs> yeah, had. Yeah, butter beer latte. So mm. on to bu- okay. Okay. Now to go to the next <laughs> argument in my book of stuff to argue about. Do the kids get drunk in this movie? <laughs> I think so. What I, the heck is the legal drinking age for beer in Great Britain or the UK is 16. So I think at this point, yeah, they're getting slammed. It's fine. They're, they're little. They have kegs. They're of the little drunk beer. boys and girls well, running around well, doing magic and then refilling their mugs with more beer with their magic wands. That's and dangerous. Drunker boys. But I want to point out high schools with that. Yeah, that'd be bad. I want to point out. There's the scene where they're walking back. Hermione, Ron, and Harry, and Hermione puts her arms around both of them like, hey, we've had a good time, right, you guys? Yeah. Oh, no. They are drunk. <laughs> I don't care what you say. They're drunk. And plus, Slughorn offers them booze. You were really making me nervous for a second. I thought you were going somewhere else. Uh-oh. I, I don't know where, where you think I'm going. I'm scared now. A wizard threesome? No. Oh, no, no, no. 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 <laughs> that, that, that makes this argument even worse. And this is a family-esque show. Esque. <laughs> it was the All way right, said it. Wrong. We gotta find out which one of you's got a better one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So we're all in agreement. at least these kids get drunk. That you're wrong? No, no, no. Okay, I may be wrong about... I'm not wrong about the relationship. That's up for debate, but I'm definitely yes, right about these kids getting, getting drunk. drunk. Oh, they yeah, definitely. You are very right about that. 100%. So I, I am very right about that. Um, Ellie, you you said something during the during our watch of this, and you're like, never mind, I'll stay here for the podcast. What was that point? Oh, I don't remember. I was about to say, you probably completely <laughs> forgot what it was. It'll be next episode. It'll be like, oh, oh I remember. Oh, by the way... For the last episode, I meant to say this. Um, no, the other thing I, I wanted... I, I don't know if anyone else has anything. Because I've, I've, I've been going on a tangent for a little bit. So if anyone else has any talking points in this movie they want to bring up, by all means, interrupt me. I think we've got the shipping down, so we're good. <laughs> okay, so the let's, let's make sure to point out that the relationship is all wrong, except for Zinger, who thinks it's okay. Um, I'm sure you'll have some people agree with you, but they're wrong, too. Okay, yeah. the other thing... Okay, if we're talking about relationships in this movie, I know it's something that comes up in another movie, but since we're just going at the relationship thing now... Okay. Uh, Luna and Neville. Is, Did is they that, get together? We, I, we were talking about it. I don't remember. I, it's I not, honestly don't. It's not this movie. Next movie hints at it way more. But I don't but think they books, do. But in the books, No, they? no. They, I know they don't in the books. Okay, I've, that's I, what I thought. I know. will point out, I am very dumb to a lot of the Harry Potter like uh, Pottermore stuff of like what happened afterwards 
And I'm going to say this right now. I don't really take Cursed Child as something I accept in my headcanon. I, I don't either. That's gone. Like, that's not a thing. Why would yeah. you mention it? Yeah. The thing I'll say, I like the first Fantastic Beast in most of the Harry Potter I really movies. I like the first It movie. really moved me. Yeah. Uh, and that isn't even an official book. Yeah. So, I mean, I, my opinion's a little bit skewed for a lot of things. But, I mean... Uh, I don't know much about the Pottermore stuff either, I, I'll be honest I with you. I didn't bother to even look up Cursed Child, because just like, I'm good. Well, you know? I, I read I, the Wikipedia ooh, about it, and it just seemed very, like, fan fiction-ish. Like, it was like, oh, and then the daughter of this person comes into play to take on the son of Harry, and they do time travel. I wanted it a Star Wars Episode really Seven. Ridiculous. I didn't want an extra Harry Potter. Like, even, like everybody was telling J.K. Rowling, don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, don't do it. And it turns out it wasn't that bad of a backlash, but I mean, at the same rate, it's just it's nothing that anybody wanted. It was just like the uh, Boruto. It's kind of strange. You know? to yeah, me. I don't know. Nice, um, nice anime reference there. That uh, I, for the record, I like Boruto more than Naruto. Naruto. I, didn't hear I, I like what? Naruto more than Naruto. But yeah. What? This is a discussion for another day, but um, <laughs> what? Because yes, uh, I watched yeah. all of the awful season four. Yes, of Boruto? No, she watched all of the season four of Naruto before it became Naruto Shippuden. Yes. And it takes pride in the fact I sat that through that, that entire season. And then promptly stopped watching Shippuden. You were like, go from season three. No, I said, I like the okay, I said this. I said, Ellie, <laughs> once Naruto and Sasuke have their fight. Go to Shippuden. Yes. Go to Shippuden. Yes. Everything else is garbage. It has nothing to do with anything. And I anything. was like, I cannot watch anything out of order. So I what? had to sit through season four. Ugh. I'm sorry. You wasted time. I, I'm so sorry. So let's reverse hair colors and go back to Harry and uh, Draco <laughs> instead Wait, of Naruto. And, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. yeah. They should make an anime of Harry Potter. I think it's probably been done. Yeah, it's Little, it's little Witch Academia. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, we're going to anime territory. we got to stop now. Yeah, we, yeah, we got we to gotta slam on the Yeah, break. don't get me started, started in the anime. Break, <laughs> so, um, Malfoy in this, the whole unbreakable oath thing with Snape, I... I, I felt like there was this nice dynamic between Harry was becoming more independent, wasn't relying on a lot of the adult figures in this movie, whereas it seemed like Malfoy had to rely on adult figures. It was a nice little well, switch. Well, he was trying not to, <laughs> he, he, but, yeah. He, he picked up a babysitter that will literally die if anything happens to him. So, I mean... <laughs> I, 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 just, I just like like that, that switch in dynamics to where, like, Dumbledore is treating Harry as almost an equal and a partner, whereas yeah. Malfoy is having to sort of snivel around and rely on everyone else to basically do things for him all the way up into the bitter end with that. Yeah, so. it's, dead, it's Dead Dad versus Prison Dad, and both of them are very, <laughs> very... Um... Prison Dad? Is that what you just said? Yeah, Lucius is Prison Dad. Oh, my. Uh, okay. But it, they, they have these all these emotions like th this is the worst time for any of this to happen for them because like i said hormones they're about 16 or 17 at this point and even you you feel bad for malfoy like right before the bathroom scene where you know harry just just wails on him with a wand can i say how but, much uh, i love that though the bathroom no, scene? Yeah, oh my, my gosh, gosh. It was so satisfying. You're like, yes, get him. And then you're like, oh, he might die. But it's fine. Get no, him. I was talking about like <laughs> Malfoy being conflicted because it's the first time like, no, just, yeah. like, you, you feel something conflicted. for a character that is more than just, oh, that's the person I'm supposed to hate. 
but then you find a reason to be like, well, maybe I shouldn't hate him as much. They've yeah, got like he's so, being forced they've into They've got a it. lot of stuff going on. I think that the character development for Malfoy was better than any of the other movies they've had because he was just the entitled little brat the entire time. But now he's got something serious that that will affect everything. Yeah, you know? I mean, like at the very end of the movie, he says, if I don't do it, he'll kill me yeah. kind of thing. And you're just like, oh, okay, well... I, I actually like that. That you you point that out. I, I like that dynamic of, and also it's kind of weird in this movie. It's not really said through dialogue what he's having. Like, there's not much Malfoy dialogue aside from him at the end talking to Dumbledore. It's kind of yeah, it's, all just yeah. show. It's it's show not tell with him. One really cool part that actually hooked me was um, when Malfoy was messing with the vanishing cabin, and I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Uh, and. He put the canary in there and it came back headless like Petey from Dumb and Dumber. But what? Uh, <laughs> really quick after, they had a pan out of that entire the, – uh, the room of requirement. Um, and you just hear like a sobbing in the background. And that, I picked that up really? the first time, this watching of the movie. And it's Malfoy sobbing. And I was just like, well, oh, man, that's okay. – wow, break, I didn't catch that. Am I going to break the book rule? You're going to break the book you, rule? Okay, think- it's, it's already been slightly broken, but go for yeah. it. So in the the bathroom scene between um, Harry and Draco, Harry doesn't just like run in on Draco and is like, "What are you doing? I'm gonna I'm attack you!" kind of thing. He like casually walks by the boys' bathroom and he hears sobbing, very very loud sobbing. And he walks in and he sees Draco and Draco, not knowing what's going on, just instinctively like turns around and like tries to curse him. Oh, so he, like someone it? caught him at a weak moment, and that's how it happens. And it literally that entire scene happens in like twenty seconds. And, like, it was, like, a, a bunch of reflexes going back and forth between the two. And so it was more of a, like, instinctual thing rather than this, like, cool scene that was, like, a duel between the two of them, which I appreciated still, but it kind of changed the moment that was going on in there. Yeah, it was just more knee-jerk reactions as opposed yeah. to this where they they know the known quantity of who they're facing. Yeah, exactly, and, and they had time slower. to think about what they were doing. Either way, I think it executed it just as well. Like, it made me feel like, okay, Malfoy is not just um, a person that I'm meant to completely hate, you know? Yeah. I like that aspect, too. As for the bathroom fight, uh, there was one scene that got me, and this was the thing I was talking about earlier with the way it was shot and everything. I really liked how there was the scene where it showed Harry in the broken mirror and it was smudged and you kind of couldn't, you could tell it was Harry, but it was all smudged and broken showing that, oh. you know, it, how, how far is he going to get like showing his maybe yeah. fractured, you know, am I, am I going too far now? Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this movie has the second best cinematography of the entire series. My number one ranking is Deathly Hallows Part 1 for cinematography. That is just breathtaking. Like, if they had just taken some Sigur and just tracked it over, that made, they could have made an entire music video for the album. <laughs> uh, this is the second, and, like, the only reason this is my third favorite movie is because the first one is such a good setup of the atmosphere. It's like the New yeah, Hope, really where you is. get to really get immersed in the world, whereas all the other movies take that for granted that you already have an idea of it. I like the whole introductory phase where you get introduced to all the wonders of this certain universe um but uh, aside from that part i i like this one just for the tone of it and the way it was shot like that's the one part that i really wanted to get down there david yates did a great job at directing this regardless of its shortfalls with story you know Can i like throw out randomly about dumbledore i really don't like the change i mean i know they had to change the dumbledore actor but like the first one was so perfect he was calm he was collected this Dumbledore is angry. But he can yells. you imagine, like, the old Dumbledore just, like, being in a wheelchair, just spinning around his wand and doing yes, a fire scene? I could. No. I, just, 
I feel like I feel like this Dumbledore was more needed for scenes like that. But like, ah, oh, he was he's so more aggressive and angry and like Dumbledore in the books is so calm, collected and just like chill, man. Well, there's the whole joke of everybody just get the bucket on a fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, wrapped him by the collar just like Literally in the book it says Dumbledore at, like calmly asked Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? In the books, it's like blah, 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 no. In this one, he like practically came at him with a Louisville Slugger and was just like asking yeah. him, like, did you put your name in there? Yeah, yes. he, like shook him. I, I remember on that episode, I pointed out that I feel Sorry, like every Louisville. single or, wait, Tennessee or Kentucky. <laughs> I feel like um like like every scene with Dumbledore in that movie is him just grabbing grabbing someone and screaming at them, or grabbing Harry him. and screaming at him, him. grabbing um. Mad-Eye Moody and screaming at him. Like, that was all of his scenes in that movie were just grab yes. grab nearest actor, scream at them, and then walk away. I will say I, I do like the original actor, but my biggest problem is the whisper talking he did in that and yeah, everything. was true. just like, I'm like, I, I don't see. Yeah. I, I, I didn't that's... think that that worked once I got the compare and contrast moment for him. Right. I understand. This one's better for, like, this movie, but, man, I don't like how he yells at everybody. Calm down, (laughs) Dumbledore. Calm down. He's just, he's just, just an angry Dumbledore most of the time. He just starts throwing, like, goblets at people when they walk into his office. (laughs) Just smashes beside the, the, the the door frame, then reforms on the ground. (laughs) Pick that up. I want to throw it at the next person. (laughs) I know I can magically bring it over here. I don't want to. I want you to bring it to me. Um, Bring it to me now. Okay, so something that was cut from the book, and it was something that they came so close to getting in the movie, and I want to point this out, was Luna's Gryffindor headgear thing that Ellie took her name from. I love it. In the books, it roars. I didn't get that part first. Like, why is she wearing a lion head? And then later on, like, two scenes later, I'm like, oh, it's it's Gryffindor. She's a cheerleader. Whoops. Yeah. Yep, and that was I, cool. That was a cool little detail. It's something I like that they at least put in the movie, but I'm like, could you have gone the extra step and had it do the roar? Because that, that was something I just loved in the in the books a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to point that out. Since we're getting into the what the books didn't, the the movie had the, I mean, the sorry, the books had that the movie didn't, and I, we understand that there is stuff that has to be cut down for this movie, but there's a lot of simple things. Um, the like the the whole Tonks and Lupin relationship debate thing. It's that there. Because it's there it's because it just shows of... them together. So you're like, oh, they're together because we're showing right, them together. There, there wasn't the whole like debate of like, oh, I would like to be with him, but he thinks he's a werewolf, so it's okay. She can be anything. I saw her with that bird beak. Huh? Yeah, she it, had a bird beak. She can't be a werewolf. Like she can't like inherit that. She could turn herself yeah. into a werewolf. Uh, no, she 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 had a bird beak and then she turned into. I a pig know snout. she had a pig snout too. Okay, uh, okay, mm-hmm. I, I I was like, no, it, it was both. She she transformed it from both. Mm-hmm. Um, Tonics is a character I would love to have had more. Of, Me too. Especially... I really like Tonks and Lupin. Like Lupin was my favorite favorite character overall throughout the series, and I was very very disappointed when they cast him as a um a very weird man with a pe- pedo stash. Well, to- uh, Lupin seems like they were trying to make a very. Uh, I, I like Lupin uh, in the serious, movies. Uh, serious Black was supposed to be the Godfather, mm-hmm. but Lupin seemed to have been more Big Brother. Yeah, to yeah. Harry. I yeah, guess, you know, I, I, I that was a cool. Yeah. Um, speaking I don't of like we- the mustache. Speaking of werewolves, uh, Fenir Greyback. 
Yes, they don't they don't explore his character at all. They don't explore how he's the one who bit Lupin and that why that's a big deal that Bill got like mauled at the end. Exactly. That's another thing yeah. that's not in this movie at all is him getting mauled, Fleur Delacour being there and having that whole stuff. But with- wait, doesn't he randomly have scars in the next movie? Like they don't like talk about it. Like it's just that's a thing. The, Bill, the- he's like, yeah. I, I feel like there, there there's a list of who are we going to cut story-wise from this, this movie, and it's Hagrid stuff, Classroom Time, The Weasleys, or Quidditch, and it's 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 always one of the... You, you can have yeah. one, but all the rest get slashed, because Hagrid... Hagrid like, got slashed so hard. Like, yeah. the whole thing of him being upset about, like, they're not taking the the magical creatures class yeah. or whatever was just like, aw, dude. To be <laughs> fair, the two main parts of this movie were about the extraction of the complete version of Slughorn's memory, mm-hmm. and then also finding out whether Malfoy is a Death Eater or not, and then leading up to the climax. Yeah. Though, that is the meat of it. Like, that is yeah. what you absolutely need to have in the movie. And I can understand them doing cuts for that. The movie's two hours and 33 minutes it, long. Mm-hmm. This one was so, longer than I thought it was yeah. for some reason. Like, I remember we were watching it, and I was like, because we, we actually had to watch this in two parts, technically, because I was like, oh, we'll finish this in time, and I was like, man, it's getting kind of late. Pause it. I'm like, there's 45 minutes left of this? Yeah. (laughs) And they streamlined it pretty well. The fact that, like, there's so much in this book that you guys are saying they left out for a a two-and-a-half-hour movie is bonkers. But But, I can't go and say, I want this cut. That's the problem. I can't go and be like, you need to cut this. Um, yes, the awkward romance scenes could have been cut, but it, it, I don't know. It's, it's weird. But you're still getting a hot dog. You're not getting it with the works on it, though. You know, yes. it's just it's you're still getting the meal. But I feel like there's important details that were left out, like the whole pensive thing that you were talking about. Like I alluded to earlier, like I didn't want to get into just yet. Like the whole um, there were so many more memories that were delved into mm-hmm. by Dumbledore and Harry that explained what the Horcruxes could be or why we're going to the cave or this and this and explains Tom Riddle's like character but from a filmmaking standpoint you understand you understood you everything understand the bad guy. you needed to understand for this arc of the series but then that leaves the next movie empty because you don't understand tom riddle's character and why he, he he's chose a, the certain things that he did he's a bad boy he's just a bad boy that's all it's you know okay. he's a bad boy that bad wants to do bad things boy, to, the, to the good boys <laughs> So a behind-the-scenes thing real quick since we have mentioned because the next movie is looming on the horizon. Me and Ellie have not officially decided whether we're going to do that as one podcast or two since it is technically two movies but one book. Mm -hmm. So we're still discussing that, but at the same time, there is a lot to cover in both movies. And in this movie, there's so much set up to the next book technically. There's so much Mm -hmm. to establish that that's why the next book can kind of move along at a more brisker pace and everything because you have a lot of stuff established that was set up in this slash movie too um i um the the house elf stuff getting cut too was something else to where like dobby and creature there was house elf stuff yeah uh in this movie yeah they were supposed to like follow malfoy yeah 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 I i was about to say they were supposed to be there because Harry inherited Creature as like um like he actually got him because of Sirius Black's will. And and he also got um he also got the hippogriff as well. And yes, gave- and I I was actually explaining this to Ryan uh, earlier about how the whole scene with Snape at the very end, 
seems kind of lackluster, especially if you didn't read the books, because it seems like Snape's actually supposedly, like, threatening Harry by, like, casting a curse on him or something. Like, doesn't he, like, raise his wand and then the then Buckbeak, like, saves Harry? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. So it seems like Snape is more threatening. There's not the whole scene with him, like, the whisper finger, like, shh, don't say nothing, I'm right here. I thought that was a cool scene, though. I thought uh, that was a cool scene. But here's the other thing. There's two different Harry Potters we're dealing with. Book Harry's a little bit different from movie Harry at this point. Book yeah. Harry has talked, has um, made himself more independent and made himself being a more figurehead of his own design because he'll sit there and he'll tell, like, um, like the Minister of Magic, who was not in this movie but will be in the next one, to his face, like, hey, I don't want to be part of your thing. He's somebody who's... And, Basically, Dumbledore had to put a hex on him to keep him paralyzed during that scene. Right. Whereas and movie Harry is still reliant just on to what he's told. Yeah. Like, he's just like, okay, I'll be a good boy. He's an obedient little wizard boy. So I, I, <laughs> disgusting. Um. So I, I, I like the, 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 the duality of we have two of the exact same characters, but they have to be treated kind of differently in each of their mediums because of the way that they're presented to the reader and watcher so i i do enjoy that in this movie that that is kind of something that is tackled to an extent yeah uh i guess they were already too far in deep for like making movie harry versus uh book harry and they just stuck with what movie harry would have done yeah which is i guess be a little less uh han solo with it just run in and say they regardless of what somebody tells you to do so he he was not know. original trilogy Han Solo. He was a uh, special edition Han Solo where he would mm-hmm. not have shot first because Han always yeah. shoots first. Yes, we know that Book Harry actively like proactively killed Dumbledore first, so not none of the, any of the Death Eaters could get that fame. <laughs> you know, of course that, that that the pages that actually are stuck together in every copy of it. Like if you can pull them apart, it's actually like no Harry did it because he wanted the glory. Also, yes. speaking yeah. of glory, I really like how he refers to himself as the chosen one in this, and then Hermione smacks him for it. Yeah, yeah that like, cute. Yeah. seriously, dude, you're, that's not you. That was one of the warranted issues, uh, like, one of the warranted situations of Hermione hitting Harry with books, which he does constantly. She, like, had with, like, a pamphlet. It wasn't a book. No, well, paper. Was a piece of paper. Like, Pieces of trees. It was a little uh, smack. It's fine. But she, she likes to talk with her pages. That's what she does. She just slaps people with things and then corrects what? them. She did it like three or four times in the movie, which just hit somebody with a book or pamphlet. I don't think that's true. We'll um, watch it again tomorrow. So, okay. <laughs> so speaking of Hermione, let's go back to her. I know we mentioned um, that she's brooding angry girl face in this one because she's wanting to express her feelings for Ron, but is got getting railroaded by a recast Lavender Brown, by the way, because that was actually in the earlier movies was a different actress and they recast her in later movies just fun fact for anyone who pays attention to i thought fact. so she looked a lot different yes um there it, it's a completely different actress in the earlier movies mm-hmm. and then once i think she got a dis she got an actual description in the book so they recast her closer to that description from the book which I, I kind of was like either or it would have been fine I think to have the same mm-hmm. actress but neither here nor there thing um what did, what did you think Galia that weird relationship in Hermione's whole I'm gonna be butt hurt thing well I mean it's not like Hermione if to not like say something she wants um you know to just 
talk about it. Uh, so I thought it was kind of weak of her to be mad at Ron when she never actually told him how she feels. But yeah, the lavender brown thing just was annoying. I, I couldn't stand that. And the fact that I understand he liked the, um, you know, the attention. Ron does not deserve attention. I'm going to say that because I think this is the second time that's happened in the series where he's gotten attention and it goes immediately to his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, be, yeah, because he's an idiot and he just takes it and runs with it. And cannot see the amazing woman who is in <laughs> front of him that is right there going, I'm right here for you, Ron, who is Hermione. Well, I mean... That's for Harry. Uh, no! <laughs> I guess she likes the bad boys, considering, you know, if we go back to a gob- the Goblet of Fire movie where, you know, he's like, well, I guess, you know, you and I should just go to the dance because I'm sure nobody asked you. Ooh. You know, just... just He's just a, an ass, and it just annoys me that she's like, oh, I love him. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I'm gonna. S- uh, I, I don't know. It just seems like Hermione wants to be with somebody that will not question her. Well, in the in the books, isn't the whole reason that Hermione starts acting like that because Ron finds out from Ginny that Hermione kissed Victor Crumb and for some reason is salty about it like a year later <laughs> and starts acting like a prick to to Hermione and Hermione in defense starts getting defensive and starts acting. Cold towards Ron. I need a court who Ron for that, turns to... <laughs> goes dating Lavender to make a big drama mess. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes down. Sounds like high school. Yeah, it's... pretty much. You know <laughs> what? I, I I agree with that 100 percent. That I think that this is very much high school teenage angst and romantic stuff and everything. And I you you know who's not involved in that and is focused on their goal the entire time? Malfoy. Yeah, he's the real trooper of this entire movie, entire series. He just he, focused on his goal the entire time. Of killing Dumbledore. Or, you Good know, job. Not you got my mind that. on the murder and the murder on my mind. mind. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he tried. He tried, though. He tried real hard. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, maybe if I cry big enough tears, he'll die of just pity. Yeah. No, it's, it's okay, Draco. I'll look, I'm just going to jump off his balcony. Right, like you, you don't have to feel bad that for you this. did it. It's fine. It. I get it. I just don't want you to be a corrupted boy. Okay. Uh, so, corrupted you know. little boy. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So, something else I wanted to point out that this is a huge movie to book thing that completely swing and a miss on the movie's part is the love potion is mentioned, is used. But there's no payoff to it with the whole Voldemort connection or Tom Riddle connection. So I uh, I didn't like that. They that they had this whole set they, they had the setup, the pitch, and then the swing and the miss on this. Yeah, they they literally just tease the book readers with it. They're like, Oh, we're gonna talk about something that's very interesting and including a character. Haha, ha, just kidding, we're not. Non-book reader here, before we all go into it, Colleen kind of caught me up on why the love potion is important in that respect. But from the movie aspect, uh, Romilda Vane tried to date rape Harry Potter and then ended up just date raping <laughs> Ron. Like, that, it, that's, it's no different than, like, a roofie. It's actually worse than it. Yes. Well, um, essentially, so, so okay, so that's what comes into the play with Tom Riddle is that Tom Riddle's mother... Basically, uh, roofied 
his father for like an extended amount of time, like about a year or two years or something like that. So he thought she they were in love. Da, 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 da. As soon as she got pregnant, she stopped dosing him. And as soon as he like came to his senses, he like ran away and was like, I don't want any part of this. So she dies in childbirth or depression, whatever they call it. And that's two very different things. I, I don't know. They lump it together in the book. I don't know. <laughs> she was very sad, but she also just had childbirth. So it could be one or the other. And so that's kind of the reason behind why Voldemort is the way he is, because he was he was conceived under the effects of a love potion. So he can never know love, he can never express love, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like a big theme that they like totally leave out of the movie, I feel like. What if he like periodically takes love potion just as like a supplemental thing? He does. Oh he does? Yeah. Oh, well that's cool. Really? Good on JK Rowling. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, like seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, like, diabetics what? take insulin. It's not like they just don't... <laughs> no, I just want to see if Ryan would fall for it. I, I that was been great writing. That would have been really yeah. good writing. If, I was like, confused you know, on my that. end. You were like, wait, did I forget that? Yeah, I was like, part? wait, no, I, it's been a while since I read the books, but what? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, takes insulin doses of love potion every day just so it's, he, like, feels normal. It's so I can feel... I'm not going to strangle this puppy. I feel right. full. <laughs> You feel a little bit. It's like ten percent. It's fine. It's like I'm not gonna strangle this puppy, but I'm not gonna love it either. I'm just indifferent <laughs> to it. That's I'm how it even means. Yeah. Um, so, but I can see why that seems a little bit weird because yeah, there was that whole side plot that really it was a dead end afterwards. Like and, you never even see Romilda again. And it could have yeah, been no, exactly. It could have been an easy thing for Dumbledore to say at some point to be like. I mean, I, show a memory. I, I, I would awkward, I would even take an awkward stop in the entire thing, like in the middle of him drinking the stuff to be like, oh, by the way, Harry, did you know? Just so you know. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> would have taken. About Dumb- uh, Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just something to where it would have had a payoff to that. Because like I said, there was, there was all this work put into that to have it go nowhere he, technically except for if you're hands harry a buzzfeed article top 10 things about voldemort you didn't know harry harry voldemort's a bastard i just wanted you to know that just so you it doesn't know. really affect the plot harry harry hey. he wet his bed until he was 17 i've did seen the know? sheets did you know <laughs> harry harry he's done magical surgery on himself you might not know that harry he <laughs> likes sugar in his grits oh my god <laughs> Not, to be fair, though, I do, too. Not getting in on this, Ellie? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. She does not like us dishing uh, um, fellow Slytherin. That's right. Oh, yes. That, that's what that, it is. That really is what it is. I understand. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know if anyone else had any um, larger things they wanted to discuss or point out from this movie. Um, overall, I'm just going to say this. I did enjoy the movie. As somebody who read the book... I do. I am irritated with the stuff that is missed. As a movie, yeah. it kind of works, but it's really hard for me to separate this. Um, I do separate that there is a book Harry and a movie Harry for this movie, definitely, because they are uh, two completely guess, different characters at points. Yeah, I guess if you point it out that way, it makes more sense. But like, I really am upset the fact that like they didn't show more of those memories. And they wasted time on that whole, like, Burrow action scene thing. And it was just, like, you could have, like, delved into the character of Voldemort so much more. And that's really, like, I like this book because it it fleshed out Voldemort as a character. Not just the big bad that you got to defeat. 
like in every other like I don't know action adventure story. Okay, it, in lieu so, of you saying the burrow action scene, let's see if we can get one argument we can all agree on aside from the kids were drunk. So I can at least pin <laughs> something else in my hat on this one. Does that scene serve a purpose in your opinion in the movie? No. What happened? Why? It made no sense. So I will say it served a purpose if they had added like three other scenes in there. Uh, 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 number one, as a strict moviegoer, I very much like this movie. Uh, like I said, the only reason why I don't put it over the first Harry Potter movie is because of the immersion mm-hmm. that is not as much there. I think the purpose that that scene served was the fact that this movie is a little bit slower than all the others. Because when you go from like uh, Order of the Phoenix or Goblet of Fire, those are all like a little bit more quirky and fun. And just like even towards the end of uh, uh, Order of the Phoenix, it's still a little bit more action packed. This is the movie where it changes the pace. The cinematography is different. Like I wanted to turn the brightness up in my TV just so I could see it. Yeah. Uh, but it was, still, tried it was still beautifully <laughs> shot. But it was a much slower movie where you're meant to digest things. And I think that David Yates was doing that scene as a compromise to really give people an action scene that they were looking for. Because it was kind of funny just in all it, it was a really it was a half-baked scene me. because even though ultimately I thought it was interesting, like you know, showing the Weasleys losing everything. But I thought that But they don't the because the next movie, I'm pretty sure it re- the, you're right back the, at the burrow for it to get attacked again. Yeah, yeah, the part that made me really lose it for that scene of how cool it was, was you see Harry and Ginny on that little tiny island in the marsh. Yeah, and they're like sitting there trying like the to two like highest dementor people. No, they're sitting there trying to defend, like all looking at they're at each other's backs. Like they're trying to defend each other back to back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, instead of like any sort of invaders coming up and attacking them, all of their allies manage to completely unobstructed get on the island too and then go back to back. And then yeah. instead of just like let's get out of here right now. Like, just come on, come over here. They all just get on the island and start circling the entire time. Instead of just, they were able to access Harry and Ginny. They could have been able to get them out just as easily and run away. Like, I don't, I didn't understand that well, scene. people were hidden in the in And the then Bellatrix didn't even do anything to them. She just was like, well, oh, cool, go. you're on the island. I'm going to burn That's down your house point. now. It's like the, they couldn't do anything because he's the chosen one. He's supposed to be left for the bad guy. He's what to be was the point of them going there then? Exactly. What, what? Like that's what I don't understand. Oh, you're just gonna like scare him? Boop. Okay, gotcha, Harry. Back to back to where we came from. Uh, ultimately, fine. I think this is move. This is the most uh, emotional movie, and not in like the too many people are dying, too much things. It's the most emotions are being thrown around to the point that every character, aside from essentially Tom Riddle, can, wait, you're can getting... I just like interrupt really quick because that whole scene with Ginny tying Harry's shoe made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, that was kind of. I weird. did not like. <laughs> Hey, oh, this is how he told me to swoon a man. <laughs> me mom taught me this. It's a legend of double knot. Thank you. <laughs> you ain't gonna be able to take this shoe off. I put a horcrux on it to actual lace. You're gonna lose your soul if you untie Harry. Best stay with me. <laughs> um, is that so, how marriage works in the wizarding world? So, yeah. Ellie, do you, do you ever need to tie my shoe? Is there a time where I'm gonna be like, hey, can you tie my shoe? Is that gonna be the height of our romance? Um, No, I'm not going anywhere near your feet. This is a Velcro-only household, so we've avoided that situation. Um, Ellie, your opinion. Was the destruction of the burrow necessary? I mean, they could have done it, but just shortened it, like kind of like what they mm-hmm. said. I mean, it's it's just it was very long and drawn out. And it, it, I just think it accomplished think nothing aside from being they had like a few extra bucks you're in danger, Harry. 
they had a few extra bucks in their fire budget, I think, for the movie, so they said, screw it, let's burn down the borough. Yeah. yeah. Like, why not? I mean, the only other thing they set fire to was, like, Hagrid's hut. Yeah, but I, I, ultimately, I think Poor that, Hagrid. Was, uh, that was standing. Poor Hagrid, I know. He's lost so much this this movie, and this, like, he lost his friend, the spider. He's he Hag- his, like, okay. back. He, he, the spider got killed by a giant can of raid. <laughs> Has Hagrid lost the most in the movies? Throughout yes, everything. he he lost his wand. He lost like the his potential job. of becoming a wizard. He lost his job. He got accused for being a criminal, and then he lost his spider friend. He lost his little uh, hippogriff friend. Man, imagine he if lost, you lost, he lost, he lost Harry. Imagine yeah, he if you dragon. lost uh, your parents, your godfather, your mentor. No, 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 no. Harry doesn't count. He has the power. <laughs> Harry to doesn't count. He's what's the He's book a called? chosen one. It's fine. <laughs> He oh. lost his life at one point. Sorry to get ahead of him to the next episode. Spoiler. Final thing I want to say, and this is something that's very mundane, and the movies kind of already completely ignore this point. This was the first year, and this completely is not ever. You never see a class with um, Snape as the professor of the dark, uh, defense against the dark arts. One of the things he teaches them this year is nonverbal spells and how to cast nonverbal spells. It is something Harry has a lot of trouble with, which is mm-hmm. kind of essential. But the problem with the movies is there's plenty He's of times. Been doing it. Yeah. yeah, they've been doing it for like two or three movies already. So it's like that. That that is just my last little complaint of book to movie stuff. I, I wanted yeah. to voice real quick. I wanted to. I could have non-verbally done it, but no. In the movies, everything's. I don't know. It's. It's weird. I understand that you have to say stuff in movies. It works different from books, but that that's something I would have liked to at least maybe seen a scene of to where it's like, Harry, you don't know how to do this properly. Yeah, I mean, you really... that That's something as a moviegoer you don't consider that weakness. Yeah. Um, but it's totally there, and I guess that's one thing they could have expanded on. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think as a strict moviegoer not having read the books... I didn't notice it. It's fine. But I can see the gripes from it. It's it, just uh, you got to look at it from two different perspectives. It's hard to separate yourself from that original source material. It, 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 is, it is, I think, my um, – if I want to chalk up my biggest petty gripe, the, the biggest Hi. gripe I can have with this is the nonverbal spells thing. I feel like it's such a stupid thing to pin like my biggest – I'm against this thing too, but, but that's that's mine for this. Um with that, I don't know if anyone has anything else, but if we want to, let's wrap everything. Ellie is like, I'm done with this one. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> this is a good move that's worth being – got to ruminate over it. I, I do agree that this is definitely a good movie. I do like how the stakes are raised, and I do like the setup for the next movie. As we have pointed out in this discussion, a lot of stuff from this movie leads into the next movie. But you'll, of course, have to join us next month for either – part one or the one-two parter of it we <laughs> have one-two dis- punch but i i think you should do parts i i'm me, me me and ellie already have the person picked out and we have not fully discussed it with them but i'm thinking two-parter i'm thinking we should d- divide these movies up because i feel like the last movie will be a bigger discussion on the series as a whole but i feel like yeah there's a lot that goes on in those two like well that book in those two movies there's a lot that happens in between 
that I feel like you would have so much to discuss. You should yeah. definitely break it up. Considering part one almost isn't even a Harry Potter movie to me, I see it separately, cinematic-wise. Yeah, I mean, it sets so. up the end of it, so yeah. that's why. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, isn't a Harry Potter movie, like, I don't, it, I see it as just a genuinely good movie, not a good Harry Potter movie, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. So but with yeah. that, um, where is the best place to find you guys on the internet? Twitch.tv slash is it I3P or Instant 3 It's Instant 3Play. Play. Instant 3Play. Uh, all one word. If you want to see us play some fun games, uh, usually every Tuesday we play Jackbox Party Pack with people. You can come in, play whatever you want. And then also, uh, Rumor Flies, yeah. just Google it. We're there. You'll find it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, it, it, thanks for having us on, man. Oh, it's no really problem. It was, a, it was a pleasure to have you on. Um uh, you are the third couple I think we've had on this. I know we've had a lot of couples. <laughs> Harry Potter influences. You should just call it double date episodes. Double date. <laughs> uh, no, no, thank, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on. Um, of course, as we said, this is leading up to the end of the Harry Potter series, but we've got several more movies to still go, so we will we'll continue those. Um, a few things to point out real quick. If you got to the end of this and you're looking for our Marthman coverage, that will be out later on. I know that this came out after we were supposed to be at Mothman, but don't worry. There is stuff still to come from our Mothman adventures at the Mothman Festival. Uh, with that, Ellie, um, you can, of course, find us and Rumor Flies at darkmyths.org. Um you can also you can find us as well as plenty of other podcasts that have dark themes to them, and plenty of other people who have been on episodes of mm-hmm. our Harry Potter series, yep. like David Flora or Chris from the Mad Scientist podcast, and Flora's of course from the Blurry Photos podcast. Um, with that being said, though, oh, and not alone, of course, uh, Sam Fredrickson and. Mm-hmm. His significant other were the other couple. But with that being said, you can, of course, find Zingness on Twitter. Blah. You can, of course, find Zingness on <laughs> Tuned In, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio. And if it is on iTunes, LA, or sorry, Apple Podcasts, what do you do? A five-star review. You can also find us on Twitter at Zingness. Find us at... Instagram, it's at Zingness Podcast. You can email us directly at Zingness at gmail.com. You can also like our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And if you want stuff with our logo on it, even including the Magicified logo, you can go to tpublic.com slash Zingness. Our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Singer with modifications by Toby from The Secret Transmission. And finally... DJ Golden Boy 89 Play us out Thank you again to Rumor Flies and Instant Replay for joining us for this episode